one of those things out of the vending machine in the airport. I it was the only time I ever had, and I did it out of sheer. What impulse. like one of those the it vending machines? Vending machines, machines that's, yeah, the ones that sell stuff that you're like, who would ever like? They sell like iPods and like yeah, Beats. exactly, yes, yes iPods yes. and Beats headphones and I vending machine. And I've never seen pair. those, Josh. Yeah, no, because because I'm so um, neurotic that I don't go anywhere that's not my gate. So the second I enter the airport, I am going oh, to my gate. You're just tunnel vision oh, to the gate. Yeah, I don't even the, like. Yeah. I, and I'll and if I have to eat or some shit, I will just eat at whatever the nearest food station is to the gate. I won't like ro- you know roam around try to find. No, I'll figure out what I like at the nearest place to be near the gate. Because in my mind, I don't know what's gonna happen, but they're gonna be like, "Hey, we like have to leave 20 minutes early," and like whoever's on yep. the plane's going. And yep. Yep. I'm yep. gonna like miss it because I was trying to find a fucking burger joint and all that was around was taco joints or some stupid shit. So yeah. No. I've never had a problem getting on a plane. Um, but, uh, I did uh, once. Yeah. I attribute never. that to, to what you just said to, to, to just, I'm, I'm at the gate and, and that's it. Parked. I'm parked at the gate. Yeah. Um, but sometimes next time you're at one of those gates parked, take a, take a little glance around. There might be a vending machine with like, Expensive. It'll it'll be like a Best Buy vending machine. Yes, that's exactly what I got. Is, is it is it, it a was, Best Buy was, one? Yeah, if I remember specifically, it was a Best Buy. And they've got machine. like Beats headphones, like not the not earbuds, like headphones. Uh, Man, like, imagine that shit gets stuck. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how they. They've got to have a better. They've got to have a better mechanism than just like the 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 curly. Imagine like, you go up to one and chips. it's like. There's like, like a Beats headphones thing dangling, and there's like an iPad above it, and it's like, oh, it's should just, I go for that two just, for one? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know who buy. I guess you do. You buy stuff from that. That's who. That's I, it was. That. It was me one time. It was my most imp- impulsive buy of all time. That's your most impulsive buy. How much were those headphones? They were probably like they were actually probably like forty five, fifty bucks. Dude, I was. This is a Best Buy vending machine in an airport. Think about all of those things together. No, I know, like, but what I'm saying is, like, I don't know about you, Matt, but I've definitely made some far more expensive, impulsive buys in my life. Oh, yeah, oh, 100%. But, no, like, that, that's my, I, ah. I mean, I bought a car pretty impulsively. Like, I found uh, out I needed a repair on my car and was like, let me just go look at cars and then left that the dealership with a car. Like, that's pretty impulsive. I mean, Put it on, I put the down payment on a credit card. <laughs> like it was pretty impulsive. Oh man. It was pretty impulsive. <laughs> um wow. My oh, man. Hey, yeah. Interest on interest. It was uh, no right. no no. It was a zero <laughs> it, uh, I had zero percent APR on the credit card, so like it wasn't totally irresponsible, but it was pretty irresponsible. It was it was yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. Minor little bit of research. So all right, so I we are recording actually right now. Should we start the show or should we <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to You Can't Be Serious. This is our conversation. This is Mitch. I'm here with Matt, and I'm also here with Josh. Everybody say hello. Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. I, I was waiting for them to say hello to us like a fucking kid's cartoon, so I, I, I'm not fully in it yet. <laughs> we can do that, right? We can, we can, you can put in like a, like a studio audience in post, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, no, Some you, you cr- can't. Crowd sounds. You can't do it, though. Like, you got to just, we'll all. That's where it'll go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing it though. Okay. Yeah, but that's yeah. It, that's where it would go. All right. Okay. Excellent. And I believe uh, so. Just uh, veering a little bit off top 
topic from already machines. <laughs> well, I guess off topic to what we were just talking about. Well, I don't know how much of that are we going to save? Are we going to, are we going to, I guess. Well, so how much more do we have to say about vending? All right. Well, so the most, impu- <laughs> uh, most impulsive buy, Josh, off the top of your head. Fuck, off the top of my head. Uh, I just bought new sneakers, actually, because it's a little bit of recency bias, but I just bought new sneakers um, for the first time, like literally since the pandemic started, um, like That'd two weeks good. ago. And they just showed up the other day and uh, they were very sneaker- expensive, but I love them. S- sne- oh, OK. Are they like are they like some, Jordans or something? Some fan. They're not just like fucking. Uh, I, got, new I got new fucking- Griffey Juniors. Ooh, ooh. Oh, those are tough, man. Are you a sneakerhead, Josh? No, no, I I really appreciate sneakerheaddom, but I don't yeah. have the money or patience to do it. Uh, I got nor you. storage because like I don't even have that many pairs of sneakers or shoes. Like yeah, I probably, mm-hmm. if you combine all my shoes, my boots, my sneakers, my dress shoes, everything, yeah. I've got maybe thirty pairs of shoes, maybe. And while Which that's is, a lot for a normal person, it's uh, like nothing to a sneakerhead. That's what I was gonna say. So you're like uh you're uh you're an amateur sneakerhead right you're not a professional this is a, I'm, 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 a, I'm like a budget sneakerhead i got Con- you. not <laughs> even that like i'll see a pair of shoes and i'll be like i know what those are and those are really fucking shitty shoes or i'll be like i know what those are and those are really fucking expensive it's not your um, main hobby it's your side hobby it's a side yeah hobby. yeah i like i like to have enough pairs of sneakers that they go with the outfits i'm wearing and they are also nice and that's what i have um but so I haven't bought any shoes because I haven't gone anywhere. And yeah. I bought these Griffies and I have worn them out of my apartment one time. And nice. I didn't even go to go see anybody. And so I just have these very expensive shoes sitting in my apartment doing nothing. And like, I love them. <laughs> I don't regret it at all. But I'm just sitting here like, I should like, should have waited until I'm doing stuff. Had a reason or had somewhere to wear these two or had, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could so show them my, off at least. Yeah. That was my recent impulse buy. What about you, Matt? Uh, I know you said the car. The most recent impulse buy. Well, so you know what? A quarantine impulse buy I had, I guess, probably would be my guitar. I bought that. I bought that Stratocaster over over quarantine, and found a good deal on Reverb and just pulled the trigger on it. That's a good one. That's a good. I mean, it, I mean, it, I mean, it was a four figure purchase. So like. <laughs> You know, okay. Now I, I I can one up my headphones that I bought in the airport. Your forty five dollar earbuds. Yeah, saying, Matt, Matt and I are talking like like hundreds to thousands of dollars. And <laughs> you have got... something more impulsive than an airport set of earbuds. Well, so you're almost making me feel bad about the only other example I could think of. So <laughs> oh god, what is it? Matt? I don't. No, so um, it was. I think it was December. Mm-hmm. December. I got I got that six player expansion to Catan, the 25th anniversary set with the nice cards and the nice pieces. You played with that when we were away last weekend. I, I did. I it, did. It, I did. But I impulsed because I just saw it and I impulsively bought it. Mitch, I don't think you understand the the, the exercise like <laughs> I don't. So I, I can't, so I guess I can't just spend. Two so are you not, so Mitch, are what you was not the last a, thing you spent over one hundred dollars on? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like bills. Oh God, um, my skis probably. When did you buy those skis? I bought those skis last year. Yeah. So you haven't spent more than a hundred dollars on like something fun in a year? Um, no, no. I mean, no. I mean, I've like traveled a little bit. 
but that's about it. Yeah. Wow. All, I'm assuming all of those trips were planned. It's hard to take a, a, a spontaneous trip right now. No. Yeah. There's no. There was no spontaneity to the trip. Yeah. yeah so no. There, so not impulsive. It trips. wasn't like oh. Hey, tomorrow I'm going. Well, so you know, you know what this is? This is just we're going back. This is we're we're coming full circle with our financial fiscal responsibility conversation. And as we have, <laughs> we, we have we, we have reconfirmed that that I am the least fiscally responsible <laughs> host on this podcast. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, pro- well, first off, probably, but like, even <laughs> I, know, Mitch, I think Mitch, that's still that's still like you're at the extreme though. Like Mitch, if you're not spending any like. You know, I'm not trying to make it sound like I, I like rocket jettison my money out of my pocket the second it hits my bank account. But like I buy some shit, you know, I, I, I got no shame about it. I hear um, you. I bought, I bought very expensive sneakers for no reason on a Wednesday. <laughs> like, well, so You know what I think it is, though, Mitch? I think it's just that, that your perspective of balling out is spending forty five dollars on earbuds in the airport. <laughs> that is your it was like, sweet it was i was on so the story i was on my way to scotland and i had a six hour plane ride and i ate this weed brownie that was really really strong and uh-huh. like just like downed it in the bathroom yeah and i went to the bar with my father had a beer plan it was a red eye we left at like 8 30 mm-hmm. i was asleep and i needed something to you know let me go to sleep so i had to buy the headphones that's and that, that I've got a question for you though. Mitch. Yeah. So so so, did your headphones break on the trip or something or did? Yeah, I either forgot them or they broke. Okay. I can't. I honestly can't remember. I think I just just straight up forgot them. Okay, that's fucking ridiculous. You don't forget headphones on a. In a I know, thing. and I'm normally kind of like that's and a horrible. I, time yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the only time you need really headphones yeah. other than right now. Uh. But I don't even know if I had a because I this is the only pair of headphones that I own. I have that wireless pair, but I got those recently. So that's the issue I run into now is all the fucking headphones you go to buy, unless you're like seeking out a pair of headphones with a cable, it, it, they're not corded. They're all mm-hmm. Bluetooth. Why, why would you have a cord, dude? Right. It's <laughs> like, you know, unless you're, unless you need it for what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. who the fuck cares around a fucking, this is, you, I mean, this. I do. So you're, you're living in the fucking stone age. Yeah. You're right living. Yeah. Well, you're so you're when, in the mid thousands. When I travel, I wear these headphones because I wear them around my neck so I cannot lose them because one of my other big things about traveling is like, I'm going to pull, I have, I keep so much shit in my pockets. I'm going to pull something out of my pockets and then something else is going to fall that mm-hmm. I did not intend on it. So I'll bring these big ass fucking headphones and wear them around my goddamn neck so that I just can't lose them. <laughs> so like when I go to the gym, I have like Bluetooth earbuds I wear. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. This yeah. isn't like my main pair of headphones for every activity, but when I travel, I like... I don't want to lose my headphones. So, I, so I get I get what you're saying, though. But so like I have like I, you, probably, you just don't have like you, there's like a Bluetooth thing that hooks up to my headphones. That, yeah, like, that's the thing. I don't. Yeah. yeah uh, these are wire in. And that, the, if, if I had big headphones that were Bluetooth, I'd probably just wear those. You but. probably would. Right. Because that would satisfy the thing. Right. So like it's the cord doesn't help you keep a hold of them. It's the fact that they're attached to your neck. That, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 right. So it's the it's the quasi stapling them to my fucking body that yeah. <laughs> that is kind of required for me. Is there another cord that we're gonna get rid of? Because now I'm going back in my head. Remember when we went from wired controller to wireless controllers? Remember, like I think the Xbox 360 was the first one. What's the next wire? I remember to the go? PlayStation Two having those, and they were like you'd have to like put batteries in the thing you plugged into the control into the uh, system. You put batteries in the controller. 
it was always like a third party controller. So like mad it, cats. it was mad cats. Exactly. <laughs> so the controller sucked, but you could use it from anywhere. So like, it was a, Hey, you could play with a shitty controller in the other room too. <laughs> and like, I think it might've been the 360 that like first nailed wireless like that generation like the ps3 the wii like where they nailed wireless oh it was the wii it was but the wii. yep i don't know like were wireless phones when they first like were like cordless house phones do you guys remember like did you have a yeah. did you have a, a did you have a corded house phone oh yeah though? we had both yeah, yeah so I, both. I don't remember having a corded house we both phone. at the same time what? The, yeah, we, I did the, too. The, the corded house phone was in the kitchen because it was like there when the fucking house was when we bought mm. the house. Uh-huh. And then we had the cordless house phone downstairs in the den because that one you could just kind of put anywhere. So we figured, uh-huh. all right, there's already a phone in the fucking kitchen. That's like the, yeah. the main floor. We'll put one downstairs and then you just threw it in there. Yeah. And you always had cordless phones because I had a corded phone in. I think in my parents' bedroom there was a corded phone, and then it was the cordless phone was downstairs. I think in my old, my old house, like I, I moved when I was like three, we might have had a corded phone. But oh, like you, I didn't realize. But in my like from my house in Pittstown, like where you were, where I grew up with, where you know I I grew up. Um, I think we always had cor- cordless phones. Always cordless phones. Oh, always cordless phones. And we actually got rid of our house phone pretty early, like as far as like. We were ahead of the trend of people getting rid okay, of their house yeah, phones. Yeah, my parents were way late to that I one. had to yeah. berate my fucking dad to get rid of their goddamn house phone. He wasn't using it. He was like, what if someone needs it? I'm not- I'll call from somebody you cared about on this phone. And then, like, like they, I think they got rid of it less than a decade ago. Like, it's very, it's very wow. recent. Mine was less than a decade ago, too. Yeah, no, my parents were, were uh, I think... I'm not even sure we had a house phone in high school when I was in high school. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because like, so the only reason we held on to it was that like self-service sucked in my house. So like my mom, like like couldn't get calls or make calls from their cell phones in my house. Mm-hmm. And then we switched from AT&T to Verizon or something like that. Verizon, AT&T. I can't remember which way we went that time. And all of a sudden we had good cell service. My parents were like, yeah, fuck this. We're getting rid of the house phone. That's smart. So very smart. What's the next one you think to come, though? I don't know. Where are there still cords? What do we still puff the plug in? Well, is is because like the, I think like the wireless charging. When does that become like standard? And I mean, it's already pretty normal. I, I'm, pretty I'm normal. imagining those surfaces might get bigger, but they're already pretty big. I was thinking like maybe really I think is the expansion out of smartphones into things like laptops and you know yeah. other devices, and you'll probably end mm. up with like tables that have built-in. Um, charging like like I got my laptop on a desk right now. Yeah, I, I in think, the charge, and I'm sure at some point my laptop on my desk is just going to be charging. You're all, they're already they already got. You could I think get like super high like super premium desks that have not the whole desk, right. but there's like a dedicated like there's a, there's a porter port- or you know like a set surface surface exactly where you could just plop stuff down and like you you put your watch your phone mm-hmm. and all and all your Apple shit down and it all just charges. I hope that shit lights up when you put it down on it i want my desk to have like lights across it i just charging my lights. different devices Mitch, but i want to be included. actually they did just invent lights I mean, just you know, a little while ago for you see my yeah. point i want i want like the surface to be like clear look futuristic it's, i know apple would probably do something like so that are you saying it, like, are you look, saying you want wireless like christmas lights christmas lights without the wire you want to just be able to put christmas lights on your tree is that the next thing that could be i didn't think about that no that's not what i was saying but I, I, that's only useful in 
you know, one season really. So, I mean, you, oh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll call them, we'll call them holiday lights, right? We'll, we won't, we don't have to call it Christmas lights, right? We'll, we'll, we'll just call them lights. We'll call it lights. You can put colored lights any, any time of year, right? What's, why do we have to limit it to <laughs> fucking December? What's wrong with having colored lights up places in March? Do you guys get, I, I actually take exception to when people have their Christmas stuff up like past Valentine's day. I'm like, what are you doing? Come on. Well, I mean, if it's explicitly crit, like if somebody's got like a blow up Santa with reindeer and presents in the front lawn in March. Yeah. That looks weird. But like, I don't know. What if someone just likes lights and has lights on their house? Like, is that weird? What kind kind of weird? It's a little weird. It's kind of weird. It's a little weird. I kind of get where you're coming at, but at the same time, yeah, you could take him down. Thoughts, Josh? I don't give a shit. No, you don't care. You don't drive around. All right. Well, hold on. Before we get off the topic of Christmas lights, though, colored lights or white lights? Oh, it's white lights. It has to be white lights. Yes. Josh. Don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. Um, it has to be white lights, Matt. I'm just gonna plow over here, and we can do it the out. Fucking white supremacist. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I gotta say that I'm I'm not a fan of your answer. I gotta say that I'm a I'm a fan of the multicolored lights. I'm a fan of 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 all of the colors being represented uh, fairly and equally. Um, I don't think any one color of light should dominate uh, voting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I agree yeah. with you in every aspect, except when it comes to specifically looking at the value that you provide to a Christmas decoration. I'll tell you, like a Christmas tree lit up with uh, white lights. To me, I don't care how what the it looks like a like a fake tree to me. No, what I think of fake no. fake because fake Christmas trees have white lights on them. Real Christmas trees have wrong, colored lights. On wrong. Them. I've seen plenty of fake trees that have color lights on them. And they, but to me, they look like real trees. Why would they look like real trees? Because they got colored lights on. I don't know why, but in my head, when I picture a Christmas tree, it's got colored lights on. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah I'll, and I think the reason I feel so passionately about it is my father. So in my neighborhood, there's like an unofficial like rule where you, you do white lights. My dad, th- oh, my dad boy. thinks that's bullshit. And every year puts up <laughs> colored lights. Wait, is this up in here in Morgan Hill? Or no, not here, here in Pitt's Morgan Town. Hill. No, this was back in this was back in Pittstown. Okay. Uh, and so every year he'd that put up, be, but he but he would hate putting up Christmas lights. So he would like half ass put up <laughs> colored lights. That's awesome. And so like you'd like would look like you'd look at our neighborhood and like some people would go like all out with the. Uh, I remember the they white did lights. go all out. And you could just from anywhere in the neighborhood because it's pretty like there's not a lot of light pollution in like where we grew up. And from anywhere in the neighborhood, you could just see this like half half ass, like shitty looking lit <laughs> colored up house, colored lights. And that was always our house. And my dad was always super proud of like, yeah, fuck the white lights rule. We're putting colored lights up. So so know. if that were my experience growing up, I would also like colored lights. Yeah. So I respect that. I absolutely respect that. But it actually got to the point where my dad got tired of putting up the uh, the strings of lights. And he just got what he would do. In the front porch, on the front porch, are the, the, the lights like around our front door? He would just swap out the white lights and put in a green bulb and a red bulb. And he there was a, there, there was a year I think it was my it might have been the last year before they moved. That was all he did for the lights. <laughs> he just swapped out those two bulbs and said, "Yeah, the lights are done." He's lights just are sticking up. it to the man. Yep, they're colored lights. We're not having white lights out there. Matt, what happened to your hand? I uh, so I I I heard it snowboarding. I, I it, didn't you say nobody got hurt? 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you got not, hurt. Yeah, but it's not like hurt, hurt. It's just like it's There's a hurt. very large bandage on it. He's sore. He's sore. Yeah. He's old now, you know. All right. You, you know, you know how it is. You know how it is to be a little achy after doing something. Yeah, don't even. Yeah, Josh, none of your joints work. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Actually, I don't. Actually, I don't really know anything about your wrists. Are your wrists good? They're they're there. They haven't like you failed me yet. You don't have any like Dude, that's weird not things even where your wrists that's not even just like stop working. Like, I'm not optimistic God. about it at all. It's also be, it, it, I'm just suspect of them because <laughs> they they crack and pop a lot, and it's like you know you can't trust anything that makes that much sound. Dude, all so of my I have pop. new cracks and pops from this weekend in this mm -hmm. uh, wrist. It'll last um, forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm all like I'm also not like. Like, I don't want to, like, really complain because, like, I know I'm 25. Like, I'm not really, like, fucking achy no. and shit like that. But, like, it is concerning, though, how much more noise all of my joints make than they did just, like, th like three or four years ago. Like, and it's just going to get worse. It's a little, yeah, and, like, it's, yeah, that's the, I guess that's what's concerning is that, like, it's not going to get better. It's not, like, uh. But I, I, I don't know. I can only speak for myself. I'm just thankful that, like, I feel, I feel pops and I feel sore, but. I'm okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but like, I'm I not just debilitated. But, uh, neither am I. And again, I like, I don't want to sound like I'm fucking complaining because I realize it's gonna get worse. But like, it is just a little alarming how quickly the the sounds like like you know, three years ago there was no sounds or pops, and I felt fine. Now there's sounds and pops, still feel fine. But like, uh, how much longer am I gonna feel fine from those pops and cracks? Yeah, take you care know? of yourself, right? So, um. So what were we going to talk about? Yeah, so so uh, <laughs> this is, none of this was the episode. We were talking, and then one of us said, we should record this, and then I hit record, and then we never really looped around to the topic that we had picked out at hand. But uh, the topic today was um, legalizing drugs, and it's an interesting topic as more things start to happen because this has been a point of discussion for uh, ever um, since the criminalization of drugs. It's been a conversation as to when we're going to have the legalization of drugs, but um, we're seeing more and more States uh, topple their marijuana restrictions. And then just this month year, um, DC cycle. Yeah. DC uh, decriminalized uh, mushrooms. And I want to say Oregon did too. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say there was another state in there somewhere. So Oregon, so Oregon and Washington, it was somewhere up there. One of those two guys, probably yeah, the Pacific Northwest. Who gives a shit? You're all the same. It's the same. Um, so anyway, there, there, there's more uh, trending that direction. So it's less of a pie in the sky kind of conversation and more of a reality every day. Uh, the state where I still live that y'all bitches left um, New Jersey decriminalized marijuana this year. Um, so now it's legal to to buy and hold. Um, uh, not quite yet. Not, not quite. Not, yet. Well, I well, also don't. Not I also, it's quite not quite yet, and I also don't yet. think you're using the word decriminalize, right? I think what they did was, I think they they straight up legalized it. Straight up. Oh, legalized. you're right. You're right. They did straight up legalize. It had it. been decriminalized. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So just for our uh, uh, un uninundated or uneducated listeners, uh, the, you know, de de the decriminalization. Uh, it just bumps it back from like a, a felony to a misdemeanor. It's a ticket instead of jail time, basically, right? You're not. So if if I got pulled over for doing 50 and a 35 and I get a ticket, 
I'm not a criminal. Yeah. Right. That, that, that's, it's, it's a misdemeanor. You're, 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 you're just, you're and just so, so up. what they had done was, I think, and I think a lot of other states are in this kind of, this is kind of where they are as far as legal, legalization goes, mm-hmm. is that like if you have, have a certain amount, I want to say it's like, like two ounces or something like that on your person, it's like a $500 fine and like, uh, like you, it, like you get like a ticket. Right. Um, like it's not like you don't you don't go to jail. It's not like a, a felony. It doesn't go on like your like a, you don't get a, cr- a criminal record for it. Um, this legalization has been a long time coming. Yeah. Right. I'd say the movement for this really kind of started about 50, 60 years ago. Well, so and we're I, really I think, seeing it starting to turn over now. Well, I think there's kind of two. Two. Two sim- two parallel conversations that kind of, you know, intertwine at times here. You've got the, the legalization because they cross. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I know par- what you're talking about. <laughs> That's how lines don't, work. Don't, yeah, don't, we, so, don't listen to Josh. So Matt, we have keep going. We have two conversations here. I think there's the legalization of marijuana, right? Specifically, marijuana or and uh, or cannabis, right? And and to use the kind of the, the more technical term, because we're also want we also want to include not just like. Uh, for like record for like smoking but also for like the industrial uses and things like that right Mm -hmm. um and i think if you're talking about just cannabis a lot of the research that has been done and a lot of the movement that has been uh, in very successful in terms of kind of changing public uh opinion about it and things like that have to do with um justifying you know uh, medical uses coming up with um you know, uh, showing that it has a, uh, an economic benefit to be used as a material, right. And, and kind of showing that it's, it's, it's not dangerous, not as dangerous as it was once thought to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's a, why I'll, it's, it's seen so much success now in parallel in conjunction, whatever with that, there's a smaller group of people, I think, that that are for the the legalization or at least decriminal decriminalization of all substances, not just cannabis, but we're talking everything from crystal meth to you know heroin, everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that movement is obviously much smaller, um, but what I think that movement. Lacks. I mean, so no, I don't think there's anyone in that movement trying to argue that like crystal meth is a good thing <laughs> or that like it's not a harmful thing or that it's not um, or that it has therapeutic properties or that it has legitimate medical uses. I think a lot of the people in that on that side of the argument, right, and in, in that camp um, are hold this belief because they believe that that is a better way or a better uh, like mm-hmm. public policy tour or that public policy would facilitate greater uh, like public health that a, that there will be an overall like increase in the general well-being of the populace by legalizing decriminalizing drugs and you know various other policies that are associated with that. Sure. And so I think they're two kind of co- separate conversations that I think 
get lumped in together a lot of times. I think people look at kind of the success that people have that that cannabis uh, advocates have gained and have had in recent years, right? And are saying like, oh, well, like the next thing is, you know, let's legalize this and let's legalize that, right? And so, I think it stops there. I don't see I think the arguments that have been put forth for cannabis stop at cannabis. I think if you want to have conversations about other substances, what if you, you le- can change the conversation. What if you legalize crack? What if you legalize crack? I know. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just posing it out there. Well, so think I, I, think, I think that's a, it's, that's, it's a huge, I think the answer is huge to that, right? Because right. I think. Where would you start? Well I, well, I think it could be, you, you could argue either side and, and come up with, evidence and, and things to support either side right you could say argue mm-hmm. that like that'll be a terrible thing like think about all the all how many more people would get addicted to crack if you made it legal and made it easy to access and whatever um on the flip side right you could also argue that hey if by by legalizing it right you could you totally you subvert the black market right where you have all of this crime and and just bad shit Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you provide a legal, legitimate, clean way for people to get it, then does that cut down on the negative impact from the crime that is seen in the and so I mean without without more context around what do you want to do beyond just legalizing crack, I don't think you can answer that question. Right. Which is why I think the right question you need to ask is well, what's your end goal with legalizing crack? Is your end goal to have less people doing crack? Because if that's the end goal, I'm not sure that's the best way of, of, of going about it, right? If your end goal is just have no citizens on the street smoking crack, well, then round them all up and throw them in jail, right? If your end goal, right, is to have like a healthier community, right? Or a, uh, a, a more thriving community, however you want to measure that, right? I think that is where you could maybe start to talk about, well, are we, are we treating crack the right way or by, by keeping it illegal? Is this the right way to, you know, address this issue? Cause the, the issue of crack is, is what do you think, Josh? You, yeah, you look like you, you've got something to say. Are, are you, uh, yeah, I, I I think it's a it's a complicated answer, but not for the reasons that, that not quite not quite for for what you're hitting on with it. Okay. Because so I I, I let's take it with here. What's the goal of decriminalizing crack? We're just gonna keep using crack because we've been talking about crack. Sure. Now, if you if you decriminalize or legalize or whatever, let's 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 go full bore. You legalize crack. That's not to say that people smuggling crack over borders or making it in their basement is all of a sudden legal. That's not what that means. Mm. You also, you can't just smuggle in any consumer good or start manufacturing any of your own consumer goods with that being legal. Yeah, in boo-hoo. some instances it, it yeah. can be, but you yeah. can't just like, you know, it's, it's hard to, to set up a lot of your own businesses anyway. And especially in like, like no one's making ibuprofen in their basement and then selling it on the street. It's not you know profitable. I mean? Yeah. Well, not only is it not profitable, that's illegal. You have to like, if you're well, going to yeah, do something yeah. that's regulated by the FDA, like the yeah, FDA has to like look at you do it. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, and you yeah. also can't just smuggle ibuprofen over the border, even though it's a legal drug, because that's not how the system works. Yeah. So the idea that like your local friendly everyday crack dealer is all of a sudden going to be with total impunity still doing today what he was doing yesterday is wrong because it, it's it's that part's going to be against the law no matter what. The real Agreed. question of the matter is what, like you said, is the angle and the angle is that people who are doing crack not the people who are selling crack, the people who are doing crack don't get fucked because by and large, those are the people getting fucked. And the idea of, of legalizing or decriminalizing it is to lessen the burden that those people who are already dealing with the throes of addiction are going to have to handle by also having to deal with the crippling debt that comes with being in jail. You have to yep. pay legal fees. You oftentimes don't have, uh, aren't able to afford an attorney, which means you're going to have to sit in jail while you're waiting your court date you're going to come out and have to be in the halfway house which they make you pay for halfway houses even before mm-hmm. you get a, like it's a mess it's a total fucking mess yeah it's cyclical yeah. poverty yeah now how do you keep people from starting to do crack that's a way longer answer because that involves yeah. investment into communities better mm-hmm. education systems better child care and impoverished communities all types of stuff that have like literally nothing to do with crack which is kind um, of one of the points that matt tory was making to me right, in an earlier right. conversation that he made is that okay so let's say we be specific about the word that we used we made a distinction earlier between legalizing and decriminalizing i think where, where we've come to in the conversation is the word decriminalizing the possession and use of crack would be a better fit than just legalizing crack. We don't want to create a market for it, but however, well, we don't want to put, that, we don't, again, we, we don't want to looking at it, but we don't, we don't want to put the burden onto these people that are suffering from addiction that are in these cyclical. No, well, because, if, because if, you, if you decriminalize it, it, it's, it's like you said, it goes down from being a federal crime to being a misdemeanor, which means people are still going to have criminal records, um, in some extent, or owe a lot of money to the state and locality. And also the idea that if you legalize crack, it's going to create a market for crack. Nobody who wants to do crack today is not doing crack today. There's yeah. no one who is who is who is like, ah, oh, well, I'd love to, but it is illegal and I'm a law-abiding citizen. Yeah. It's it's just it's it's just not how it works. I mean, there's no one out there who like wakes up today and goes, I'm going to run to the liquor store. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy a pack of smokes. I'm going to buy a six pack of beer. I'm going to pack up some crack cocaine because I've always kind of wanted to try it. That guy doesn't exist. Just does. Just just does, it just doesn't exist. Even if that guy does exist, though, Josh, like even if like that, there is that the amount of people who uh, the there are way, the there are vastly more people who are not that guy that these conversations and these policies are kind of aimed at right um and like i think i think what mitch was getting at when he was talking about you know should decriminalization be a better word to use or whatever i think mitch you're trying you're starting now getting to how do you sell it to the public to vote on it to say like this is a good idea because before I, we get yeah, there yeah. though i think well that's actually not really where i was trying to get at and I agree a thousand percent with the legality of crack is not going to stop crack users from using it. When I use the term market, Josh, you brought up a good point that I didn't think about when in terms of like, if we legitimately legalized it and made no penalty for it, that means that there, you know, that if there's people out there to buy it, we're in, there's going to be somebody trying to sell it. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to have to have rules for that. Yeah. And now you're going to have to have somebody watch as you make every ounce of crack that's made. And if there's one thing I know, 
you know, if you can make money off of it, people want to make more money off of it and they want to make more money off of it. And actually kind of got me onto a tangent thinking like, well, if we legalize it, then we allow people to make money off of it. If we allow people to make money off of it, you know, we're, we're good at making money. Could potentially more people be using, be using it then? Well, so, I mean, like the, 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 I see where your head is at, but, but you're, I feel like you're kind of taking the worst case scenario approach. And like in, I don't think that would realistically happen. Like the same way you don't see Philip Morris running cigarette ads at kids trying to get them to smoke because we, we've made rules that say, all right, you can't advertise cigarettes as being cool. You have to be straight up with the harm they do, right? You could sell them. You can make money on them. We're going to tax it, right? There's places, there's some places you can smoke. There's some places you can't. There's some places you can advertise. There's some places you can't. Right. It, the, all of those think, same you regulations you can make enough enough regulations to like make it I, good I, I mean i have to i mean we've been able to do it for uh, for alcohol and for tobacco why wouldn't we at least give it a try i mean you know yeah, i mean that that's i think that i think the idea that regulations just aren't going to work seems very silly when regulations time and time again have proven to work almost every time they're implemented yeah, correctly. yeah I, I think mean, i think that's all oh, that argument is only worth me if you've got some other something else to also lean on if that's the only argument against it i don't think it's a good argument right okay you know what i mean so and i also just in terms of like just who i am mm-hmm. i don't have as much faith in what regulations do because i've actually seen the failure of regulations throughout you know, sure. like, like but so like, whether like, or not I, you agree yeah. like the efficacy of how well they're enforced or whatever like the 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 society has agreed, right? We as a oh, people have agreed yeah. that they work. Otherwise, they, you know what I mean? Like the the idea of uh, like the the drinking age being twenty one, right? Plenty of people drink underage. Right, sure. People yeah. break that rule. Yeah, we know that. But we have all agreed, like as a society, that like now you know what this is the rule we're going to have. We're going to make this the rule. There's a lot, plenty of people who think, no, it should be lower. No, it should, you know, whatever. But like, this is the, that's the rule. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, it works most of the time. And in the real world, that's got to be good enough. So I think, right. So then let's say, okay, so we go ahead, we make the proper regulations. Mm -hmm. We're able to make sure that people are making money off of this, but not doing anything that's unethical in them making money off Mm -hmm. of it. Um, What, do we do with those funds that would be freed up from all this enforcement of these rules that we've created to try to make these these drugs illegal i think is, well, so, is, is the point free rehab. So, so two things one and i'm not free, free make halfway houses free it's fucking ridiculous so one I, I i think before we even get into what to do with the 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 surplus I think we need to make sure that there will be a surplus because I think before you go doing all of that stuff, I think the first, the first money, right? The, like the first dollar that you get from it, the dollar, they got to be allocated to like you were saying, well, someone's now got to, got to watch over, make sure they're making this crack at, per, you know, how FDA ex- guidelines, how expensive with, or for, you know? And so I think that is the first task, right? I think that's more once you check all of right? those boxes of making sure that, Hey, we've got, like the quality control in check, then I think Josh, to what you were saying, I think that's where the rest of it comes into play. If, because if 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 we if we do it the other way around and allocate the money, like make the first priority towards uh, education, rehabilitation, and, and those kinds of programs, but don't invest in any kind of quality control or anything like that, 
well, then the then our original argument for legalizing it and making it safer goes out the window. Because, Mitch, to your point, companies are always going to look for ways to cut corners. So unless there's someone, some government entity, right, some non, some third party, uh, you know, whatever, looking over the, and making sure that, hey, you guys are following all the guidelines, you guys are making it to code or whatever, however we define what that is, um, I think that's the first priority. Mm-hmm. And then once you've satisfied all those needs, any and all of the excess, right, from that goes to what I think, Josh, what you were saying is to the to rehabilitation programs, to halfway houses, to uh, education, to better, like, realistic drugs education in, like, elementary and, like, high schools. Um, child care. Free child care. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, 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 the kinds of uh, – secondary issues to the, 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 the drug epidemic, right. That we all kind of talked that we talked about yeah, earlier. The, the that systemic issues. Systemic. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, a better yeah. word. Yeah. Um, because getting back to kind of what we were saying before, like if the end goal is to have, you know, more prosperous, safer, healthier communities, then those are the resources that need to be, funded right the 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 education system rehabilitation things like that that help the individual uh you know cope with their addiction and you know become a contributing member of society i just i'm i'm curious i don't i've never even seriously considered like how much money and like time and people and teams to make up the rules to something like that like, I don't even know where I like, I, it would be a lot, but I think I wonder if somebody ran the numbers, like, and I'm just being so well, cynical right now. And I'm thinking like somebody just ran the numbers and was like, eh, not going to make his money. We'll just leave it illegal. It's cheaper. Well, to, and, yeah. and, and that's one of the, the things like Matt said really uh, earlier on, um, you kind of have to think about pot and then everything else. And I think that's also part of where it diverges because part of the conversation around, around legalizing marijuana is you can sell it. And you can collect tax revenue and then you might actually be able to balance like a fucking budget. You know, a lot of other yeah. states are looking at Colorado and, and other states that have yeah. legalized it and have are collecting tax revenue and think, I want that. And should other drugs, harder drugs be legalized? I don't think they would nor should be approached that way because it's less of because it's not like you'd walk into a, uh, a crack shop and it would be set up like like uh, a pot store is where it's like kind of fun and there's like nice furniture like an apple like store for crack. What it do- yeah yeah it's not yeah. what it would be it would probably be so because it's it's at you'd legalize it not because you're looking to gain in some monetary way the way you basically do with marijuana in addition to all the societal benefits of it you'd be doing it as a public health reason yeah yeah. Like that's that's the main thing. So I think it would probably be a system more so where the prices are probably going to be they, they would probably be pretty low. I could even see a situation where they're fucking free. But what you'd have to do is probably register and like mm-hmm. give information about who you are, enter yourself into a database. Yep. Nothing overly like complicated so that you don't keep people in the black market on it but like some way where the government can be like we know who is and is not on crack we know who we might have to look in on and all that type of stuff yeah Um, and then create a way where it can be better monitored for as health reasons yeah you register for like hey to get this that you know like every three months you gotta you you gotta have a a, someone calls you and asks you you know you know 
if you if you want to enroll in rehab or whatever and someone checks well, and also, up it's going to make sense because yeah. they're definitely going to have limits on how much you can take within a 24-hour period you know yeah, they they're not just going to give it walking yeah. out the door with with i don't know a, a an suitcase ounce of full of crap <laughs> yeah. walk, well then he walks back in and he gets another ounce and he walks out and he walks back in just plays <laughs> yeah. the shifts on the on the on the cashiers like yeah. yeah so maybe that's where that's where kind of the regulation would start so they it would have to be like a program that you apply for and there's yeah, gotta I'm, be some because right, I, I think, and I think that's what a lot it. of people like our parents generation and older miss because it's it is that there's that separation on it we're like pot i want new jersey to collect fucking money on that in addition to all like the stop arresting people stop throwing people in the jail for many years for doing pot like there's also the fact that it's just good for the state like in so yeah. many ways and the money can the, be allocated and that that's not what people are saying no one wants a head shop for coke like that's yeah. not what anybody's talking about when they're talking well, about legalization. Well, some people yeah, do. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. you're right. Some people, <laughs> some people want a headshot for coke. Those people are wrong. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. at least the collective, exist. at least the collective opinion is not there. No, no, the no. collective opinion is well, not. Well, and so there. I think, like, it, I am also it, in that it's, opinion. It, I don't it, want a coke shot. It's a, it's, it's a really tough position because I think what you were saying, Josh, right? I think you could argue that you know that Colorado, you know took a chance right and they said you know i will we'll see what happens right mm-hmm. once they showed that hey society doesn't collapse into lawless anarchy and we can make money on it that is when all the other states went okay now we'll actually start thinking about this because i think before it like we there was plenty of research out there that showed all the medical benefits showed there was people who would put together kind of uh, hypothet- uh, hypothetical situations of how much tax revenue they could collect, right? But until governments saw the actual results of it, no government was taking it seriously. It was always like, a, yeah, well, we'll we can talk about that. Like, well, you know, I support pot, you know, in my campaign because the young people want it and they'll vote for me. But like, ah, are we really going to do it? I don't know, maybe, you know, but it wasn't until like they saw that, hey, we, we can make money on this that it became a real ballot initiative and like a real thing that like states were like, Oh shit, we need money. Let's legalize this. And like, that's a hundred percent why New Jersey pulled the trigger. Well, on I, I, I think in addition to that, I think it's even less so that just the politicians saw other States and said, Oh, I want that money. I think it's also the point where now your voters are saying, that state is literally making money. It's not, there's no longer the hypothetical, like there's a study out. Did you read the study? And yeah. the politician can go, I don't believe that study. Now you can look at it and go, no, like right there. You see it? It's like in, you can read their fucking balance sheet. It's no longer hypothetical. Yeah. So it, it makes the holding the feet to the fire way more practical. In addition to the fact that it just, it's just such a populist message. There's yeah. the number of people who don't want it are so outweighed by the number of people who do, even yeah. in a lot of like traditionally red states, people fucking want it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think just it's just the sheer amount of information supporting the legalization or, you know, at the very least decriminalization of it is just overwhelming. And so it's very hard, like you're saying for you to, to, to even make the counter argument of like, no, it should be illegal well, other than I don't want it to be legal, you know? And so, and so this brings up a, like, a great thing that's happening or conversation that's happening today, which is the conversation between New York and New Jersey as it pertains to legalized pot and legalized gambling. 
because New York State mm. refuses to legalize either of those things. And so what happens is a mm. lot of people just cross like you will get like real hardcore gamblers who will just cross the bridge into Jersey, place bets and then yeah. go back to New York because it's legal, yeah. like right across the fucking line. Like, that's it. And yep, people yep, are looking at yep. Cuomo. Well, now people are looking at Cuomo for a whole bunch of things. But people have been looking at Cuomo for like the past couple of years being like, it's right there. Like New York, New Jersey is collecting Look money at all from this money New that Yorkers. We're... Like people who live in your state yeah. are giving their money to New Jersey because you won't do this thing that is wildly yeah. popular and we all do anyway. Yeah, all like, this money ridiculous. just went out the door. Yeah. Yeah, I think he he announced that he was looking to move to prior to any of this unfortunate shit that he's gotten tangled to that is terrible. But prior to all of that, I think he was actually he was like finally on board at the beginning of this year. If I the, the last thing I remember reading about it, you can fact check me on that. I, I think but he, I, he I made think some he, he like but definitely. About it, but yeah. But so anyway, getting back to our original point, though, I, I think the at the end of the day, what is really given cannabis the the you know the the power to kind of push forward and into the you know as far as being legalized and kind of you know winning the war on drugs <laughs> um, is the fact that it, it's 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 the financial aspect, right? It's just that it's been proven that states benefit from it being legalized that they make more money when they tax it and sell it to their citizens rather than locking their citizens up for having it like it just it's just been demonstrated now to your point josh i don't think that same logic that same like thought process will apply to harder drugs to the conversation of legalizing all substances because that conversation is no longer about can the state make money? That conversation is about public health, right? And I think maybe the way you f spin that, right? And the, maybe the way you make, uh, you know, like money hungry politicians or whatever pay attention to this is, is by making the argument that, that your, your population, right, is less productive and therefore it is having a lesser output you know, because of this public health crisis. And if we address it by doing this, then we'll have a more, you know, whatever. Um, it's a super like hypothetical kind of high level argument. Um, but I think, I think it holds some water. I, I think, I think oh, it, you could make the argument does. if you ran the numbers, you know, it definitely does. that. Hey, if, yeah. Well, I was just saying, that, Sorry, I, I think one of the other big problems is that there's also, uh, you know, a heavy race angle on it, because if you look at uh, demographics of people who typically get thrown in jail for even just stuff like marijuana and especially who uh, exhibit usage with crack, um, which got known in the 80s as the black drug, whereas cocaine was the white drug. Um, mm -hmm. It's a it's a lot of black is. people. I, I, I Even mean, though they're the same thing, yeah. yeah. Well, one's yeah. cheaper, one's cheaper one's than the other. Yeah, and well, not only is it cheap, you also crack carries a heavier, yeah, sentence. It's oh my god, it's all race based. It was all race based, yeah. and that's oh and that's a lot so, of where the willingness well, and, to do stuff about marijuana has come from is the fact that marijuana is now very prevalent in the white community and has been since the seventies. And now a lot of people who were doing it in the seventies are voting in mass because they're old, and that's what old people do. It's finally catching mm -hmm. up. There's just not the same quantity of white people who do a lot of the harder drugs because well, of various systemic issues that we talked about earlier. And well, I that's would say part of why that, it doesn't get addressed as much. 
in recent years, I mean, especially in the last, you know, five to seven years, I've seen way more like wealthy middle-class white men, right. Talking about the, like the opioid crisis, right. Because it's a big part of because, because they're like, you're saying Josh, you know, I think before there was a stereotype of, Oh, that's poor people do that do heroin. Like minorities do heroin, like rich white people don't do heroin. But now there are, there's pretty public, there's pretty like highly publicized stories of, uh, was it Chris Christie actually? Who Chris like, Christie. His, right. He was like yeah. his son or his. No, it was, it was a friend or, from law school. Is that what it was? Who, yeah. who gotten, it was kind of that, that classic got, prescribed a painkiller yep. after a back surgery got hooked um couldn't get any more pills you know slipped down that slope and then ended up overdosing and kind of he made this he was all over the news for making this big like speech about you know how we should care or whatever and while that's all great um it wasn't new <laughs> like the heroin no. been, it wasn't new then it was just people were starting to pay attention because now more prominent white people were being affected by it. And so, Josh, I think you're driving at a really important question here is we are up until this point, we've been talking about, hey, if we were going to legalize it, how would we do it? Why would we do it? All that kind of stuff. The question we haven't asked is, is there a real want or desire by those in a position of power to do so to legalize all these drugs? If and the, like, if the, if the people lead, the leaders will follow. And that's really where it comes to fruition. Well, and I don't think that we talked about how the generation above us, I see it all the time. They, I think, I think Josh was saying it, you know, it was in the seventies, white people started smoking weed. Now that they're old, old people vote, they vote for it. You know, they didn't have the experience that our generation has. Maybe that's like, that's the so, next. So you think coming. in 30, 40 years is when, is when that initiative will come and when, when we're all, uh, it, you know, I, if, if the older. pattern if the pattern holds could be i mean it's not a very strong argument because an argument from a pattern is kind of it's on shaky ground a little bit yeah yeah but i i it makes sense in my head because there's certain like patterns that i do see and it's like sure. one generation calling the last generation yeah yeah, know, yeah yeah every yeah everybody this is always the worst time it's always the worst They're i see what see, you're saying yeah and i can see that and i think that might also be because because that would be i mean that's that's kind of how that's how marijuana that's how that's how that's how it won out right was yeah, that there was, was enough people in the population that said we want to legalize cannabis and like we want we want this and put enough pressure on politicians who like you're saying joshua were even in like traditionally red states right where you know 10 years ago you would probably guess like oh there's no way that that'll ever go right um but but that's where it would have to come from and i think the way you get the the public on board is kind of what we were talking about is by talking about it, not from a money-making standpoint, not from a do whatever you want, Kenneth, but from like a public health standpoint, like a, Hey, it's better for not just, not even just the people who are affected by, you know, who are in the throes of addiction, who are addicted to drugs. Right. It's better for you, a community member, right. To have, to have a system in place to help those people in your community, because then your community is better. Well, and then another big part of it is it affecting more people who are yeah. then because a lot of people aren't going to give a shit about any issue if it doesn't affect them directly. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. That's a big reason why crack became such an issue in the 80s and 90s 
is because it was affecting black populations who didn't have a big voice when it came to governance. And they just didn't have anybody with that. There weren't a lot of other groups that had um, any type of experience with knowing somebody who was hooked on crack. That yeah. They could then go to their congressperson and say, I need you to do something about this. Like mm-hmm. everybody I know is getting hooked on crack. Whereas we are seeing a, a lot more white people now, especially when you and I were, were coming up through high school who were doing wow. harder drugs, especially yeah. heroin in our area, which is weird. Very um, weird. But and it's like, it's shit. But I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. You know, like think about how many white kids got busted for having like a gram of pot on them at in a high school party that got busted for something whose parents had to go be like, please don't put my son in jail. He's got so much promise. He's going to go to Stanford. Um, you know, bet that's, bet one, that's one of the big yeah. things that pushes regulations to change and laws to change yeah. because it's like, well, now it affected me. Yeah. And now I, I got to like, you, I, I need you to fix it, Mr. Government, man, because now yeah. it's affecting me personally. Yeah. Empathy versus sympathy, man. You know, it, 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 I feel like it, it. It's like the AIDS epidemic. Ronald Reagan didn't do shit when the yeah. AIDS epidemic started popping off until one of his friends died of AIDS. Then one of, once one of his friends died of AIDS, then he started taking it. Seriously. Oh, is that, is that what it was? Because because who was the it was also the, there's also. Um... I mean, it's not quite the same. Was it Dick Cheney? What he uh, was like famously against same-sex marriage until like I think it was his daughter, daughter. or niece or somebody yeah. came out, and then he's like, "Oh, you know what? I think my daughter should be able to marry whoever she wants to be able to. I'm for same-sex marriage." And so, just the difference between empathy and sympathy. Not you know, unfortunately, not everyone is capable of empathy, being able to put themselves in someone else's situation, and and you know, feel for them. You got to practice, you know, uh, and it's much more, e- it's much easier for people to sympathize w- with other people when they can relate to some, Hey, it's happened to me or an individual that I know or whatever. And so the more you can kind of frame the argument around, you know, and make it selfish. It sucks to have to do that, but like make it so that, you know, it affects everyone. I think that's how you get everyone on board. Cause like you said, Josh, there's a lot of people out there who are going to, who would say, yeah, that would be nice. Right. If all the people who like, you know, wanted help could get help, but like, ah, I don't need any help. So like, fuck them, you know, or, you know, the people will have this perception because maybe they watch certain news networks that like, Oh, you know, people make these choices. This is, this is them. They want to be hooked on crack. You know, or yeah. they, they come from they're lazy. They don't have jobs. And, you know, like they're bad people and crack only affects yeah. bad people. So in some way, it's some virtuous attrition instead of mm-hmm. the reality, which is like good people fall to addiction all the time for a myriad yeah. of reasons. And just because there might not be crack in, I don't know, Alabama or wherever, you know, whatever sticks part of the nation you might be from. It, it's in a lot of places. Actually, it is a, a very common in like a lot of rural areas um i was gonna say dude i'll bet any amount of money that there's crack down there in alabama yeah in, yeah it, well um, you are what you i think what you're you're kind of hammering out there josh i think more specifically is you are what you eat when it comes to your perspective on certain things like this and if the only experience that you have is that of what you've watched not that of what you've experienced that's what's going to influence your opinion on it yeah. So it's, and so this is, mm-hmm. I think now we're, we're kind of straying off a little bit into now, how do you, you know, I think we're all on similar pages about kind of, you know, as far as policy goes, right? Where in an 
idyllic world, right? Like where we would kind of have things set. But now it's we're having the conversation of kind of well, how do you sell this to the pop the populace, right? How do you how do you get this idea to the public and make it a popular one where it's got support and and I think I mean that's really the issue, right? Oh my god, that's the um issue. and I I think some of it is is you know the just an education issue which i mean it seems like a lazy thing to say i mean you could blame everything on education right and say like oh well, that's, right? it's you're kind of saying but, what i'm saying you are a g you know, but i think i think fundamentally right like at the that's where it starts right is the education right but then it's also just kind of i think i think we've come a long way and i think we are continuing to move in the right direction we're just not moving at the pace that i think Maybe millennials some pe- exactly it's not that instant right <laughs> so but just the idea that you know we now talk about addiction in terms of mental illness in terms of uh you know it, it having psychological components to it right rather than you know the view of you know 50 years ago or even 30 years ago right of oh if you're an addict it's your fault you made bad choices you deserve this like have you guys watched you know. a documentary on crack that's on Netflix? I haven't. I haven't. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Is it on like uh, crack specifically? Yes, or? it's on crack okay. specifically because it talks about like what was said about crack users mm-hmm. like 30 years ago. Yeah. And you listen to some of the stuff that was coming out of its own culture. Yeah. And it's very, very dated and very, very not looking at addiction through the lens yeah. that you and very, then, very well and I'll described bet, right and, now. And the kind of second layer to that is I'll bet none of what, what you were just describing, what those were saying, describing crack addicts, no one was saying that about coke addicts in the 80s. Why would you? Because coke, all those coke addicts coke, coke, coke were, addicts were in Studio 54, yep, fucking, yep, you yep, know. Exactly. Running exactly. Wall Street. Exactly. Running down their economics. But they were high on the same shit. It's the same stuff, it was, the, it was, it was they had the same, It was the same stuff. high. Just marketing. Yeah. Just, yeah. Marketing and economics, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but so even that, right? Even in that short amount of time, the 80s to now, right? So what is that? 35, 40 years? Oh, it's a- we've, come, we've, we've, we've moved. We've made a lot of progress towards where we're not everywhere, not everyone, but a lot more people are more comfortable having the conversation about addiction in terms of mental health and in terms of kind mm-hmm. of it being a public health crisis in terms of being a, a medical issue, not a, a character issue, not a, you know, you made bad decisions or you're a criminal, right? You know, you're, you're sick, you need help. And so I I think, you know, it's, it's easy to look for only things where, you know, we have a lot long way to go and, and feel like we're never going to get there. Um, at the same time, I think you could also look at all the stuff that we've done great and say, like, you know, look at all this progress we've made. The reality of it is probably somewhere in the middle in that we're moving forward. It's just at a snail's pace, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think another big part of the fight is one of the things, Matt, that you brought up earlier, which is uh, the the money. And I think redir- the eventual idea, I'm not trying to say this has to happen tomorrow, even though it'd be super nifty, mm-hmm. um, that eventually you're going to kind of have to like take money away from the police. Because in theory, if you're closing down a lot of uh, you know, drug enforcement, 
and you don't need to be spending all that money on that shit. And it can go elsewhere towards social services. Well, yeah. here, um, here but you, uh, that's going to be really be tough sell. You got and and I'm and here. I think I got a better pitch than the way you phrased it. It can't. You can't say take money away from police. You can't. Read I can. You, I know you can. However, you need a different. You need a different. Well, we, yeah, we definitely need different verbiage. And I think also We're redirecting funds. Yes, yeah. re redirecting. That funds. sounds better. Honor. But you also, I there's to help balance the budget. I sometimes I, I'm my own worst enemy. Sometimes I give people the benefit of the doubt a little bit. So sometimes I feel like when people here defund the police, I try to to empathize with them and put myself in their shoes and try to feel how they would feel. It sounds terrible. It yeah, sounds yeah, it's, fucking it, it, terrible. Yeah, it's like, so from their perspective, they are trying, like they What are the police going to do if they don't have any money? That's like, they they want the-, the Aren't they doing police, now? Hey, Aren't the police the good guys? Right, they are they? Well, from their, like, Josh, I but remember- from but these are the perspective. These are the people. I'm, I'm right, but yeah. So like, I wait. What are they? What are they going to do then? Yeah, yeah. What right. are the? How? Are, who's going to stop the criminals? Yeah, who's going to stop all the criminals? I, I'm not going to be safe. They can't. Like, so how do you? What words do you use that like? Don't elicit that. That reaction. don't elicit that reaction because they just can't quite see that by defunding the police. What we really mean is helping. Doing it's it's we're trying to make the police's job easier. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they shouldn't have well, the to issue, well, the like, issue. Well, the issue is, is people think that, oh, wait. So then we're going to still ask the cops to do all the shit we're asking them to do, but without any money. Yeah, no. That's not going to fucking work. But that's not what we're saying. We're saying is cops shouldn't have to deal with people in in mental health. There should be a mental health professional whose job it is to respond to that. Yes. There shouldn't be a guy who whose whose job it is to arrest criminals going to, uh, to help with someone in a mental health crisis. That's a totally different situation that needs a different kind of response, mm -hmm. you know? And so it, it the, again, I get why it, it is what it is. I get, we need the sound bite of, you know, the movement because people have attention spans so fucking short these days. They can only remember, you know, three words, defund the police. Um, but like, you know, that whole, that movement, right, isn't just solely take all of the money away from all of the police departments and throw it in the ocean. Like it's no, it's we need to reevaluate how we're asking them to operate, take money, reassign responsibilities from them to new organizations and then take some of the money away from the cops and give it to those new organizations to address those new issues. But that's way more words than <laughs> fucking defund the police. So, it's see, I don't, I don't think I don't think there's gonna, and I don't. That's the thing. I don't think you can ever. You're, you're gonna sell it. I think what you gotta do is, is if if it if it happens, it's going to be um, at the beginning of a term, very suddenly, um, the same way that Paul Volcker adjusted interest rates to stem inflation at the end of the seventies at the beginning of the eighties, um, which coincided right with the beginning of Reagan's first term to try to keep hyperinflation from occurring in the United States and to rein in um, prices and quantity of dollars. You got to do it right at the beginning. Cause then, cause there was, yeah. so as, as a mild history lesson, 
In the 1970s, we were starting to experience runaway inflation because we had left the gold standard and there wasn't really a good grasp on what to do with monetary policy. And because we were kind of in a few infancy points in terms of how to approach um, interest rates and lending and the just M1 to M3 quantities of, of money, um, it led to a lot of inflation throughout the 70s. And the only way to really curb that from the Federal um, Reserve's power is to increase um interest rates on uh, the overnight loans hmm. that they give to banks. Doing that, though, gotcha. would cause a sudden jolt to the economy as all of a sudden, hey, shit done changed, and we're going to be moving a lot of money around. We're going to be taking money out of investments, putting it into overnight banks to try to take money out of the economy. That's the basic idea. Yeah. And what yeah, happened yeah. When, when they did yeah. that in 1981- They just slammed on the brakes. Yeah, like colossally so. And it tanked the stock market for a while, and it threw a lot of businesses in- um, disarray because all of a sudden they're less liquid and there was an unemployment spike and there was a whole bunch of shit, but inflation cut down a ton and we were able to kind of normalize how we were going to be going forward. That's when Alan Greenspan took over mm-hmm. and then he controlled the federal reserve for like 20 years after that, up until, um, uh, what was his fucking student's name? Doesn't matter. Uh, Ben Bernanke. And anyway, that's, yes, I think is, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. That's the, basically the idea, though, is that they did it right. It's the one thing I'll give Reagan a modicum of credit for. It's, they did it right at the beginning of the term because politically for Reagan, it made the most sense because come 1984, when he's running for re-election, that shit was three fucking years ago. Nobody fucking remembers. Yeah. Look how cool everything is now. You don't even remember the fact that that yeah. shit happened. And now look how great I am. Yeah. And that's what I think they're going to kind of have to yeah. do if you're ever going to go with through this with this movement, because if they have put that shit at the poll and would say, hey, we're going to tank the economy for like six, to eight months. But then shit will be cool after that. I'm not sure everyone would have gone for that. That's a, that's a tough position to take, especially when that's just estimates. Who the fuck knows? Maybe it'll be bad forever. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah. What you're doing? It doesn't seem very confident. So it's a, that's what I think they'd have to so, do. If so it's do, a political yeah. argument. Yeah, because that's really what keeps people from doing from a, it. Is this yeah, yeah. Saying, I, like, I don't want to do it. I, 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 I want to get reelected. There, yeah. They're going to have to do it at the beginning of a term, and they're going to have to just let that shit happen, eat the bad press for a, however many months it happens for, and then see hope, yeah. hope against hope that they're right. Things get better. Budgeting gets easier. Police departments work better. The health services and the mental health services drastically improve people's lives. And by the time the next election cycle comes around, be it in one year if you're a congressperson or three years if you're a president, nobody fucking remembers that shit. And you just move on. When when did Colorado you're not selling it. weed? You're not selling you're not selling defund the police, even if it is the right thing to do. And and I believe it's the right thing to do in the context that it actually it means, not the full slam down to zero on, on the on the budget. That's ridiculous. Um, but it right. you're never you're never it's just not a selling point for a lot of people. And that's what you have to understand about it. If you're ever going to try to get it done, you're never going to sell people on that. No, or the yeah, over so, 50% mean, of the nation. So, so, well, so here you go. Here's, I mean, here's a similar, I mean, this when cannabis, cannabis was legalized in uh, Colorado, uh, November of 2012. Uh, so the vote passed November, 2012, actually legalized in December of 2012. Um, Who introduced the bill? Uh do you think it was somebody at the beginning of their term? Well, that's what Tommy I'm saying. Is it, it certainly looks like it. it's. <laughs> I don't think Tommy Chong is. It, uh, it certainly right looks like it was the at idea. the beginning of someone's term. Well, November of 2012, that would have been a, uh, a presidential election cycle. That would have been right. 
Yeah, that was the when Barack won the second time. Yeah. So Barack first name basis with yes. the former president. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's the man. That's that's my dude. Uh oh, you mean Barry. Oh, Barry. Yeah. Barry. Yeah. Barry O. Barry O. <laughs> yeah. Um is that a key and peel sketch? Yeah. That's a great yeah, key it's, and peel it's sketch. It's the uh Obama the college years. He's like smoking a joint. He's like, Don't oh, sleep on Barry O. Yeah, don't sleep on Barry O. <laughs> He's like rolling a joint up. He's like, yeah. This, so, so, so this paper here is uh, is the Constitution, and and and, and this little this bodacious <laughs> bud here is like other people. Well, we gotta stay close together, right? Otherwise, you're gonna get air bubbles, and you know, it'll start canoeing. It's no good. It'll go down as the see. This president. this spliff is uh, racial justice. <laughs> um, shows the melting yeah, man, pot of our society. He was a cool guy. If you haven't seen, if anyone who's listening who hasn't seen that skit, check that out. Key and Peel, uh, Obama, the college years. It's it's a good one. Um, yeah, it's great stuff though, man. I think it's. I think this conversation. I think the bottom line I'm going to take away from this conversation myself is just the lens that we looked at drugs in 1981 versus the lens that we look at drugs in 2021. And how much 30 years have shifted to perspective. 40 years. 40 years, thank you. Uh, quick math for Mitchell. Good morning. Uh, how the perspective has shifted over the 40 years from looking at it from a moral standpoint. Mm-hmm. You are bad if you smoke crack. Mm-hmm. To a medical standpoint. Mm-hmm. You are sick if yeah. you smoke crack. Yeah. What are you guys going to take away? Well, I, I think... <sighs> I think I, what you just said, but I think what's allowed that to happen, right, is okay. just that there is more access to information, mm-hmm. you know, like. Or we have better information. I don't even know but that. Like, I, I just think the access, having the better information isn't enough. I think the access to it is what is allowed, right, because now you know, anybody, right? Anywhere in the world with an internet connection can go in and look up and see like, Hey, you know what, what are the, what does the data say about legalizing marijuana? What are the actual uses for, Mm -hmm. for cannabis? What can we do with it? Why is it illegal? Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas before 40 years ago, you know, maybe in the eight, I'm I'm not really sure what drug propaganda looked like in the eighties, but like you could, it was much easier to paint the picture of like, you know, all crackheads are bad, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. have that be your only information about crack. That and like what you saw on like sitcoms and like movies and shit about like, you know, stereotypes of, of drug users, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was easier to, even if you were an educated person who might not otherwise think that, if you didn't, you know, go to the library and go hunting down information, right? You just never, you never knew any better. Now people who, you know, you don't have to be that well-connected or well, that well-educated. You've got an internet connection and some curiosity. I mean, you can, and you got some time on your hands, you do some digging. Um, you have way more access to information now, sure. which is a lot, which has allowed people, I think, to get outside of, you know, their, you know, oh, drugs are bad. And like, that's what my, my teacher told me. That's it. Mm-hmm. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it comes down to the question. What's good for the crackhead is good for the nation. 
That, that's, <laughs> and you know what? I'm being completely serious when yeah, I say no, that. It's you know, great. It's like hilarious, it, yeah. but it's like, it's very true. You know, it's not about morality, man. If Because especially, I, and this is the shit that bothers me so much. If it was about morality, no one would speed. No, yeah. one, would, no one would jaywalk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, those, none of that shit all, would ever happen. Yeah, it's all those are all crimes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to varying extents, but it's like just by the mere fact that you're breaking a law, I mean, doesn't mean anything. And that's not even a new concept. That's literally like the fucking premise of Les Mis. <laughs> like yeah. the idea that just because you commit a crime doesn't make you a bad person. I mean, you might even be able to argue that speeding is more dangerous for your community than smoking crack is. Uh, you're probably right. I like. I don't know. There have been a ten car pilot because of crack. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, think about like. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you could argue the violence, but but it would be it would be a conversation. I think that would be It'd a be conversation. To see the numbers, yeah, especially because everybody drives a car. Fun- Not everybody <laughs> smokes crack. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, it it. It really comes down to, you know, it's not about the black and white concept of law. It's about how do I stop this behavior from happening in a way that is going to be able to stand up over time and actually achieve the desired effect? Because guess what? We've been throwing people in jail for 60 years for doing drugs and shit. People still doing drugs. It has not worked. And it's not that we haven't funded prison. We're paying for private prisons now. Yeah. We're outsourcing the prisons. It's not Clearly, for lack of it's money. Not work. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. It's like, hey, maybe it's just time to like do some shit different. Well, um, so that's. So I that's, stand by my concept. What's good for the crackhead is good for the nation. Well, so that's where I think you got to get. Well, what's the purpose of the law? If the purpose of the law, right, because like let's take speeding, right? The reason we have speed limits is because we say, all right, well, you know what? Reasonably, you can't control a car any faster than this, whatever it is, whatever, 25, 55, whatever. So we, we say that, right, and say, if you're going faster than that, you probably don't have control of your car, which makes you a danger to others. So we all agree, let's not do that. If you do go over this agreed upon speed, you get in trouble for it. And by doing that, that discourages people from speeding, blah, 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 blah. If the purpose of drugs, of the drug laws, right, is, is deterrence, right, then what you said, Josh, then at some point in, the, in this in these 60 plus years of arresting people for drugs, we would have seen a downturn in like, oh, people, uh, we're, they're arresting people doing drugs. We, we should not do that. But that's not what we've seen. And so that uh, uh, justification for the law, right, of like, oh, it's, it's deterrence, it, it, that doesn't stand up. So then, okay, well, what's the purpose of it then? I don't know. You, you might be able to make the argument that the, the, the purpose is to lock up minorities. And you know what? There's a lot of people, I realize that that might be an inflammatory statement, but there's a lot of people out there who who who've got a lot of information that's supporting just that? If you look at the like arrest rates, right, for people of it's of, pretty clear. Of, yeah, it's not. It's and not that so far-fetched. you know everything we've talked about is all well and good, but I, you gotta really ask, you know, what's the purpose of law of the law to begin with? You know, and then what is your end goal in in you know addressing that? I think we solved it, boys.
Yeah, uh, that's it. Another another national over, issue figured out on this show. If we keep yeah, enough yeah. Tune in of next going, week and we'll tackle healthcare. I, they, oh, I've got yeah. some. I've got you some got thoughts, man. Out. I've got a lot of thoughts on that. What do you think? Don't you healthcare t- next? Uh, we could talk. We could talk about the uh, you know the uh, civil war going on over in in Myanmar. What, what do you I'm think? D- I'm down. Get into some geopolitics. Do you want to talk about what's going on in Myanmar? Uh, a lot of. I do actually want to close. Down. I heard some uh, idea that I had the other day. Um, and a quick just mm-hmm. yes or no, if you think this is a good idea, I wanted to bring it up when we we're talking about what's the next cable we're getting rid of. So it's a pretty big turn. But hear me out. OK, OK. Yeah, bring us. I want to. Yeah, I want to close on like a light and kind of goofy note. Pedals, okay. guitar pedals that kind of like connect like Legos. So I don't have to have so many fucking cables. So, so they, they'll they really ha- you can so they can be flush against each other. Some level of connectability. Obviously, it would probably be brand specific, which would be shitty. But whatever. Let's assume this somehow became universal in some way. Just yes or no? Would you go? No. no? no. Why no? No. No. And I'll tell you why. Because one, they that sort of already exists. They make the really? like. So think about yeah. So think about how you when you plug uh, pedals together, you just use a short cable. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, this is my now, problem is I have like 90,000 of them down here. Yeah, 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 okay. So now so now imagine that cable gets shorter and shorter and shorter, right? Now let's say the cable's no inches long and it's just, you know, the, the two contact, the two, does that make sense? No, yeah, right. I And I meant it in more of a way of like, because yeah, the idea is elimination of cable and, and the eventual, like the idea of the phone charger, it's not a big cable. It doesn't, or it doesn't have to be a big cable. But you can now put your phone down on a thing, and now it's like sucking in energy from a desk. And well, so that I think has an I idea think for going forward. So here's what I think. I think the way I think the cooler way you do this is you make the pedal board that wireless charging technology. So you don't need the chart. You don't need the power Ooh. cables for the pedals. That's but an interesting the, fucking idea. But the the signal going through the pedals. I, like they made one, they made those connectors where you can put the pedals flush right up next to each other, and it makes pull, taking the pedals apart difficult because now they're stuck to the board and you, there's no like, and and they also depend if you have different size pedals. They you know sometimes the connectors are on the top. I think the only way you can do that is if you standardize and said all guitar pedals are five by seven and here's where the jacks go, and then you do that, which is kind of what Boss did. Yeah, basically. And so if you got all boss pedals, you just get a bunch of tiny little and you're good. But I think the cooler way to do it is you get rid of the power supply. So you no longer have a big power that cord running. That would also across. cut down on a lot of the cables I have down here at my feet. There are many power cables down here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's a good so idea. So how about behind your and so then my so for my closing, behind your television to your gaming consoles, to your cable box. All that stuff that I don't see, though, and I think until we're when I don't, we'll never be able to make wireless communication better or faster than wired communication purely because of like physics. At least I don't, I can't think, imagine, I can't even imagine a way where a signal could somehow travel faster, clearer with less impedance through air wirelessly than through a wired medium it's why it's why we still use wires it's why you still hardwire in your internet when you're a serious hardcore gamer because you want a good internet connection right. it's because the wire is better it always will be 
regardless Plus of what it, your they, Wi-Fi they route parse is. down the cables a lot. You know, you used to have to be have to have the three color cables. You have to have your power cable, and you might even yeah. have a fourth cable in there, mm-hmm. fifth cable in there. Now it's just the HDMI cable and the power cable. It, it's very yeah, strange. Right. And so as long as I don't see that, that's fine. And for when I'm up and moving around and I would normally have to plug in, they've got technology for that. It's the Bluetooth shit or they've got the little, you know, stream cast shit, all that fucking nonsense. So I don't know, man. I like. And what if they got to that point? Because I think now that I'm thinking about it, transmitting video through air is probably a lot more information they would have to transfer. Well, that would just be like cable television or satellite television, wouldn't it? Well, I guess, but from your box over to your, your television, like, why don't they use that already? I guess is my question. Because because what I just said, I mean, if you're going three feet, it's way cheaper to just put a three foot long cable that no one will see behind your TV. Plus it's like, you should have to point your, your, your remote at the, where the box is and it's like are you gonna put the box somewhere that's not in front of the tv so that every time you change right, the channel you. instead of going like this you have to go like all right where did i yeah, put this like, have you, thing have yeah. you guys gotten those boxes where you don't have to point it at the television for it to work no i, think I mean i have a that. roku and like the roku app you can use from anywhere and adjust the tv yeah so. yeah i mean that seems like that seems like an innovation that didn't need to be made yeah that's the thing <laughs> i don't use it ever yeah Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I use it when I get up to have to shit really fast, and I don't have time to pause the TV. I pause, <laughs> it, I pause it on 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 on, on, the, on the toilet. Yeah, so. as you're squatting down, you're still able to make the connection. Yeah, I mean it's just on the app, so I just go boop on the phone because you don't have so to be in go. front of the that's, TV for it. So that's all go. wireless. Honestly, I think that's probably why you don't see more wireless shit because this is all of our wireless shit. This is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. The phone is. The phone sure. is, the, is is the ultimate universal remote. It really is. You know. All right. Anything else, gentlemen? You want to take us out there, Josh? Uh, yeah, I don't got anything else, so I guess we'll call it that. Uh, once again, so we were we missed out last week, but I fuck you guys, you didn't miss nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the week before that was our first episode that also released on YouTube. So that, again, we we have a YouTube channel now. We're not uh, fancy enough to have like a um uh like a specialized YouTube tag. You know, like you can't customize the URL until you meet a bunch of requirements that we just don't meet. So you just have to fucking look it up. Um, or um, I've been putting links to the YouTube channel in all the episode descriptions. So if you want to check that shit out, check out the episode descriptions to find our YouTube channel. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at YCBS Pod. Um, we never post from there. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Joshua D. Tracy. And then, uh, Mitch, do you have a Twitter? Hell no. All right, so neither of the other two guys have a Twitter. Um, but that's those are the two Twitters. YCBS Pod for the show, Joshua D. Tracy for me. And if you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at um, YCBSPod at gmail.com. And, yeah, that's it. So until, uh, until next Friday, you all have a good one. Cheers, guys. Take care, everybody.